episode 190. 10 away from 200. Is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Wait, I think so. Maybe 89. See, I had 189 in my journal, but let me go ahead and make a quick <laughs> edit to that right now. No, I think you're right. I think I you're think, right. Yeah, was, I think last week. I'm just getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. Getting excited. <laughs> getting excited. The journal never lies. Boys, <laughs> soon we'll be in the same room. Another remote episode tonight. You know, these aren't, aren't nearly as fun as our uh, episodes where we're breathing into each other's mouths really closely. Those are always my favorite. But <laughs> When Jalen um, kisses me on the lips is my favorite. Yeah, I mean that's when you're when you're at the Howlers podcast, you're getting you're getting everything. You're getting the full show. A lot to get into tonight. Uh, We start with Arsenal Football Club, where you know we did receive a little bit of shtick on social media last week for perhaps coverage that could have been more nutritional or maybe could have offered more insight. So this this uh, segment's (laughs) for the haters. This is an Arsenal segment where we're going to jump into it. I have a question though, and then you guys can can take the floor. Obviously, win this in that winless in their last four, including getting knocked out of the FA Cup. Where does this fall? Does this fall on Arteta's squad management for you? Or are they being unambitious in the January window? What do you What do you think when you look at Arsenal right now? Uh, I mean, I I know Connor's pretty hard on Arteta. I, <laughs> I I I don't know the percentage. I would definitely say Arteta's not the one that plays the game. And I'm pretty, sh- in in my opinion, I think he's been pretty thorough with his tactics. Um, so I I personally think it's the players. I don't think I think they're just in a bad spell. I don't really think it's anything too critical, but they kind of have a rotten fan base, and I don't think they understand what Arteta has done for them compared to where they used to be. So I think that's more more of it but I think the I think the players are just in a down run of form I don't think Arteta has I don't think anything tactically that that I've I've seen them play is like I'm like what are they doing I think it's just not working out I uh I second that I think I guess I'm more of a sympathizer with Arteta as Connor would probably characterize me but I think when it comes to especially when they got a little bit of a United syndrome (laughs) going on seriously um as Jalen mentioned I think We've seen Arteta's system work um, wonderfully last season, beginning like parts of this season. We know Arsenal can play really good football. They have the players to do it, but it it's just run of form. Like that's just a thing in the game. And I mean, City has have lost some games to not as much as Arsenal probably should have, but um, it's just a circumstance of form. And I think when you have, it's all about like you know culture and and. And that part that comes from the fans as well. And when you're a player and you're seeing your fans talk so poorly about you and not only talk, but show their actions by leaving your games early, I think that's not going to sit right with you. It's not going to want you to play for the badge as hard as you want them as hard, as hard as they want you to. Um, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be performing, but it's just a matter of, you know, the expectations, the form that the, what form can do against you. And, the reality of how difficult the league's been this season. So, Connor, I'm sure you're a little bit harsher on Arteta, I'd have to imagine, right? Yeah, so I guess I have developed this reputation of an Arteta hater. And I, I don't think, I think that comes from more just how he acts. Like he just, get, the way he acts really gets under my skin. But as an as Arsenal's manager, I think he's certainly proven, proven himself and what he's capable of. He's brought that side a very long way in a short amount of time. And in this moment in time, I think it's coming back to bite him that they've developed and hit form and 
competed for titles so quickly once he took over that now they're looking at him as that guy and holding him to that standard, even though as an Arsenal fan, like you, you probably shouldn't even have gotten those privileges last season. It, it came earlier than it should have, but now that you're there, the expectations are infinite. I think <clears throat> when it comes to Arsenal, I, I don't think it's Arteta's fault. I think maybe you could definitely be critical of some of his in-game management. I think, for example, the FA Cup performance, he got outmanaged. Um, he had his system set up for success against Liverpool for the first 45, it was perfect. Um, they were forcing us to play through Gomez, and they would high-press our center backs, and we only had one outlet pass, and it led to long balls over um, either the top, which is tough to play into Nunez when Ramsdale's playing a high line, or we're forced into midfield, but there's immediate pressure because the center backs could step up. But then what happened was Klopp made a change at halftime, and he completely re- rearranged our front line. He pushed Nunez wide, pushed Diaz to the right. So then that welcomed out ball into the long diagonals was able, able to unlock Arsenal. So I think in that instance, Arteta did get outmanaged, but I also think they did well enough in the first 45. He set that team up for success in the four, first 45 where they should have killed off Liverpool. They should, should have been two up going into halftime, and it's a completely different game. And I don't think with a, sh- a short squad that Liverpool probably would have dug out the, of the hole that they were in. So I think it does boil down to the players. I think the fans are abysmal. Arsenal fans are just, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I could, you can't, like, the fact that I even read online anywhere that there was a whisper of Arteta out, like, any Arsenal fan, not anyone, but like there's some that would probably be like, oh yeah, get them out. This team, we spent all this money, we did all this. There was the whole agenda that ESPN FC was trying to create that it was just unbearable to watch when, um, what's his name, uh, was trying to actually take a level-headed approach. Karen Gibbs. Karen Gibbs. The the, the host of ESPN, C, ESPN FC wouldn't even let him. He's like, but they spent all this money, they did all this, they had the players, so like... <laughs> And I think the last thing I'll say um, before I turn it over to you, Tristan, is that I think this is the first fixture period or holiday period where Arsenal is actually having to play those additional games. Like, I think last season they ducked out of the FA Cup fairly early, so now they're playing, like, these midweek games. I don't think Arteta's rotated his side enough. He's stuck with a pretty steady eleven. Um, Trossard's a player that I always think deserves a start in these moments of rotation, and he doesn't seem to get it. So I think it's just they're not coping coping with that December period, and now when you're in the FA Cup or other competitions, the January period is also a tough time. So I think that's the biggest thing, but the players aren't where they need to be from a finishing perspective, and um, the fans aren't backing their club when they they like need a lift. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. I think that Liverpool result was really telling just in terms of where Arsenal are right now in this current day, created a ton of chances, looked really dangerous. A lot of the time rattled the the crossbar at one point. Um, and I think that, that, that again falls to the players. They created chances, but at the end of the day, it's the players who need to finish them. If I have a criticism of Arteta, obviously from a rival standpoint, it would be a, probably a little bit of squad management. It seems like at times he puts himself into a really tough category or a tough position if Sock is having a really bad game. Um, 
you know, one one of the rumblings I saw was that now that they're out of another cup competition and then they're going to be mainly just in competitions they're trying to win, none of the youngsters are going to see the pitch. There was a lot of opportunities to try and develop some players who don't always get game time during these games uh, when when during results he could have they could have been brought on for soccer or somebody else. But I do think that he's kind of leaned into that front three a little bit too much, maybe. You know, it would have been better to be aware that Jesus is is injury prone at times. Again, like he's had sort of a, a tough time staying on the field this season. And Martinelli and Saka's form has dropped, uh, you know, incredibly. Not saying they can't find it again, but uh, th- those three need to be firing on all cylinders for Arsenal to look their best. And the fact of the matter is, there really aren't a ton of other places they're going to get goals from in this team. So. I was a little surprised to see how quiet they've been in the transfer window. And let's remind everyone there's still, you know, three weeks left where, where there could be business that gets done. So depending on the results, we see them in the next few weeks, uh, you know, that that might change. But Arteta said several times we, he needs the fans to back the team and he's going to it's his job to to figure it out with the players he has in front of him. I've been pretty vocal about the difficult situations some other Premier League coaches have been in this season and how successful they've been in navigating those. So that's kind of the bar I'm going to hold him to during this rough period. I'm God forbid they suffer a few more injuries. They have a couple knocks to their to their name right now, but again, who doesn't? Some teams have really been through the gauntlet in that regard too. But yeah, I'd say his squad management hasn't been great. But in terms of where the fans fall, I mean, my brother's obviously a huge Arsenal fan, and he's a big backer of Arteta. He still says no. I I'm in full understanding of how ugly it used to be, and he really has come a long way. A lot of the signings have worked out really well he's made, and he doesn't maybe get enough credit for that. So like anything else, it's a spectrum of all fans, but you're right. I have seen, I think the the contingent that was like when it was really bad and Arsenal was coaching, I think there's still a contingent of fans who they just have, they get like mega triggered by a bad <laughs> result with Arteta on the touchline, and they're just like, he's not the right guy, but um. I mean, luckily for Arsenal, the best thing you can say about their situation is nobody's been dominant. I'd say Liverpool have been the closest thing to perfect this season with with the one loss. We know the caveat there, but I'm still <laughs> in a good position, and it's just going to be up to Arteta right now to make sure that the sky isn't falling at the Emirates. But I guess refreshing your predictions, uh, Andrew, I think you were you might have mentioned that you thought Arsenal were going to win the title this year. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth if you didn't say that. If you said City, then correct me if I'm wrong, but are, are you guys still viewing them as title challengers right now? Is that taking a hit for you? I think they're easily tight. I think not easily, but I think it's very likely that they are still title challengers. Like the league isn't at, isn't run away with, with any team. Mm-hmm. Um, Liverpool could hit a bad run of form. City could drop points here and there. Arsenal could go on a tear. When Arsenal are on a tear, it's very dangerous. Like they'll, they'll go on. They did it last season where they won stretches of games. Obviously towards the end, it did not play out in their favor, but um the possibility is there. They just have to hit it now. Like the, the run of form has to end. We we say bad run of form, but that has to end at a certain point, and ideally, it mm-hmm. needs to happen this weekend. So, yeah, I well, think the title challengers call the presses and alert the media because Jordan Henderson is no longer having a good time in the in the <laughs> it's Saudi a joke. Arabia. It's a joke, in it. Hey, <laughs> a joke. He might land somewhere pretty comfy. There's no, he, of, I, yeah, okay. There's a lot. Connor, of that's a good. That's a good segue. Like I think about him going the the Ross Barkley route. Ross Barkley is now playing in the midfield at Luton, looking very very good, and they're using him. Okay, so say Anderson does make a move to the Premier League. Like I look at teams like Burnley or Sheffield, who would be great destinations. You guys picking up what I'm putting down? Before yeah. before we get into players, I think well, I mean where he's going to play. 
we need to criticize like the whole uh, the whole move there and like his wanting to leave. Oh yeah, no, I I, I figured. I mean, he's kind of <laughs> shit on two doorsteps now. He's left a flaming bag of poop on two doorsteps. He's obviously upset the country of Saudi Arabia in that he you know was pretty vocal about bringing a lot of the beliefs from the Premier League to the league. He was always going to upset people that way, whether or not we agree with it, whether or not it's right or wrong. You know, that's he. He he did was clear in saying he was going to try to change the the Saudi league for the better, which already upset a lot of people. But he kind of sold out to the prem, so it's like I don't I don't know what to what to think of this really. I just think it's funny that we're seeing, I mean, in regards to players going there for all this money and acting like they're a, they're bigger than the money, and then you know in reality they can't really like they just want to be out at this point. Like Bobby Firmino is one of those players. Um, Kareem Benzema is refusing to play. Um, Henderson's now one of them. I'm sure we'll see other players start to make moves or you know request moves away from the Saudi League. We all judged the league itself before the season started, and rightfully so. I think it's a joke of a league, in my opinion. And anybody saying that it's not a money grab is, you know, uh, they're there to make the league better than it used to be, I think is a joke. And I think it's just funny to see how um, it can unfold when things like this happen. But yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting to me. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not surprised by it. Henderson's definitely not like making any friends by requesting out so soon after he pissed so many people off and like what he always represented in the premier league, all the beliefs he represented. And then he kind of threw those out the window to go to Saudi. And now he, doesn't want to stay. So it's like you put all of that on the line. You put that really good reputation that you had as a player in England on the line. And it's like, yeah, you did sell out, but I guess that's why he's also not afraid to maybe request a move so quickly is because he is probably one of the more mature players that can be like, look, it's not working out here. I can own my mistake and say it might not have been the best move to come here. He still has a little bit of extra money in his back pocket. <laughs> He's so. got six months worth. Yeah, of his... I'm going to keep the money, but yeah. I do feel bad about it. <laughs> He's, uh, he swallows on his pride quite willingly at that point, but I don't know. Where he ends up, I think he's probably a finished player at this point. Yeah. Um, and I saw he was linked to Ajax. I think that could maybe be a really good move for That's him. That's such a weird move. It's, it's just Very weird. They're in turmoil, though, so like yeah. if they could have someone that could unite the dressing room and then kind of they've been better they've been better this so far yeah but, but that little bit of extra cohesion where he could like lead them get their more he's too english though right, he's too him. he's the england he's captain english. he still is going to try to probably get back into that england oh side my. like or continue they have, being they have in that england side. if he could not lead the team in saudi arabia you think he's going to go to ajax and lead the dutch squad this dutch squad in a more competitive league no no i think he's finished well, so okay, so you guys what, you think, guys think like, he's Gerard's team in yeah, the Saturday was horrible. He's finished from like a leadership standpoint. Like, do you yeah. think he'll come captain a Premier League club? No, I think he's. I think he's not an effective player anymore. I think I'm not saying he's gonna go ball out with Ajax or any team for that matter. But I think if you're signing him at this point, it's probably on a lower wage, and it's just gonna be signing a player coach at that point. That's well, what he, that's, that's kind of that's Liverpool like exactly like what I think will happen. Seasons. Like I, I think I think he's gonna go the route of finding a spot in the Sheffield midfield. Burnley will be looking for like think about it from Vincent Company's standpoint. Like he's got a devoted way of playing, but whether or not. 
I mean, whether or not you think you'd think so, I feel like he's still seen as a leader in the locker. Like, yeah, people would be like, okay, dudes, fuck you. Like you, you kind of sold out. Now you're coming back and trying to like, tell me to work hard in training. Like that's not how it's going to work. But Vinny company might be like, I could use a guy like that in my locker room right now in a big game when we need to like, keep it tight. And I need a leader out on the pitch. We always said he was good at looking around and screaming at everybody and getting them riled up. Like, I still think he might have some of that factor in him, but it would need to be at a club that's like maybe going to get relegated, which is like you said, he leaves Liverpool. That might be where he ends up anyway. So it makes the move to Saudi look even worse in that regard. But like, could, could you guys not see him maybe fitting into like a in, into the Burnley side or even like a good championship side? I think you'd be a prem level player. I just think the difficulties with this move is I think there's correct me if I'm wrong. Someone wants to look this up, but there's a lot of controversy around what his transfer fee would go for because he is getting paid a lot of money. And I think like the move is going to be as easy as him just saying he wants to leave. I think that's like the... Yeah, I'm sure there's complications. Anytime you want to get out of something that you signed six months in, it's not going to go <laughs> yeah. well. I don't know. He's probably only on a year contract. I don't I don't really know. If it's a multi-year deal, then it's... I think they sign multis. And it might be even harder. Um, and who knows what Saudi will claim for... Because, I mean, once he leaves, then everyone's going to want to leave that team. <laughs> Gerard's going to leave. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Gerard requested these players, and now they're not going to stay. He's not going to want to stick around. Well, he's, so. already on the, he's already on the chopping block. Yeah, I mean, he'll probably be gone pretty soon. Can come back and manage a real team. I guess, I don't know. I, this all happened, obviously, a lot sooner than we expected it to happen, but you think Hendo would kind of be the one guy who, who might have that, like, forgiveness factor? Like, he's always, like, it. He's an England captain. He's a Premier League longtime player. He's a, he won a league with Liverpool. You know, he's this widely revered, respected guy. I guess some respect to him just being flat out honest. You know, other yeah. players might try to like more subtly weasel out about it. And he's sort of like, again, I, yo, everyone, I'm not having fun here. I want to come back home and play. <laughs> and I, I do kind of respect him be just being like mega honest. But to Andrew's point, I'm a big supporter of sleeping in the bed that you make for yourself. I, just for him to come back and have him be completely unscathed, just for me, it would be like, oh, dude, right. it's tough. You know, it's not life isn't perfect, but sometimes things just work out too well for people. And that would uh, yeah. that would be one of those scenarios. Uh, look, so I've been checking Twitter while we've been recording only for one reason, and that's to see if we've finalized Dragushin. Uh To my knowledge, we've not done that yet. But on that topic, we talk about January transfers. Where would you guys like to start? Who's been the the headliner so far? Maybe Tottenham. I'd probably say Tottenham. Got the Mr. Timo in, huh? Yeah. What what do you think? That's, that's, a, that's such a leading question, Tristan. <laughs> if nothing else, you know we're going <laughs> to splash that cash, baby. We're not going to haggle over five mil over an eight-day period, maybe lose out on a center back. We're just going to pay it. We're going to pay it. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of Werner's return to Spurs? Are you hopeful? You guys, does that make Spurs scarier to you or no? You guys are just so fast now. I think... I. <sighs> I don't think he he'll have an opportunity he'll have a difficulty getting opportunities. Just it's all about can he finish because his return to Leipzig isn't as good as I think we thought it it was last season it was but this season not so much so um, that finishing factor from Werner is definitely questionable. It's, you just got to get him confident. I think that's really it. Get him that first goal early on, um, but don't expect, in my opinion, don't expect too much from Timo Werner getting you getting 10 plus goals, you know, in this half of the season coming up. So um, what's your best case for him at Spurs, Andrew? What do you think is like from here? Like how many get basically goals, assist appearances from here to the end of the season you think is like best case for him? Seven goals, three assists. Pretty good. I'd take that. I, that's Damn. still good. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's been good, yeah. good for, what, four months? I don't know where he's going to find a foothold in the team. I think it'd be great to, like, get him confidence, do all that, but I don't know where he's going to get regular time. I could see him, like, getting three goals in a blowout win against, like, Burnley or something. Well, well he's going to get time right away now. Yeah, but then because... that's not going to be the time when he's most confident necessarily. I think he will really enjoy himself there. I think there'll be a lot less pressure than Chelsea because of the gauntlet that they put their players through. Um, mm-hmm. And he's under Ange, and I think he's a player, any player at this point will mesh with Ange, but I think him especially because he's such a hard worker and so will, willing to do what a manager asks that he kind of gets his confidence from the manager at times, um, more so than like a, a Tuchel or someone like that that's a lot more like cold shoulder type of manager. Um, yeah, I, I I think that's a great point. I mean, like I in an ideal world, he slides right into that nine role beautifully. You know, like we we then have Richarlison and Brennan off the bench as really good options in like the 70th minute if we need to either chase a goal or put the game away. But like best case, he's like a really good fit in the number nine. Um, I do think he's a pretty prototypical Ange player in that he kind of drifts between the nine and the wing really fast and really direct. He's someone who who's benefited a lot from that like run and gun offense that Spurs have been running I think that's why I have like a pretty positive gut feeling that and the transfer records under Ange have been pretty good Uh, and this was one Ange wanted wanted to get done himself so there's always that little star mark next to the transfer as well as and this is wasn't a club buy which is like Jed Spence this was an Ange buy which is like Mickey Vandeven so it's a it's a nice hopeful addition um I agree, Andrew. I think probably realistically seven goals and three assists and, you know, a hand starting every other match in place or coming off the bench a lot. I, for 17 mil, I mean, like, that's a, it's a pretty good deal. So you also I, don't want to disrupt the form of Richarlison that's that he's in right yeah, now. So like Richarlison's your guy. He yeah. Spent the 70 on him. Keep him in form. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. So, oh, geez, I always forget about that 70 number, Connor. Oh, like, yeah, Connor Tristan. Every time. Those price tags drift away real quick. Hojan was also 70. We're here to remind you of those price tags. So is Darwin. You guys keep me grounded, and I'm very <laughs> grateful for that, as always, especially when it comes to Spurs. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, now, now we think about Dragushin. So we play United on Sunday. That's what you would call a massive fucking game of the season. A uh, huge result, especially because United always show up against the teams that are like really good. And then just not against the teams who are like mid table or relegation. But the good teams, they they give a good fight. So it could have been Van de Ven, Dragushin now going into Sunday. Ben Davis picked up a knock. So we like literally in terms of center backs are down to just Emerson. And Emerson's been great. Don't get me wrong. He's been pretty phenomenal in that role. But it's like the Levy factor now where like my big fear is that Ange looks at this and goes, oh, he's actually not serious about getting me the players that I need in order to succeed. Like we're going to do this haggling thing. And that might, I don't know. I don't think he's going to like leave because we didn't sign Dragushin, but it's like <laughs> if we lose to United now and our center blacks center backs play terribly, it's like, what are we, what are we doing here? I don't. Yeah. I think that's the, that's like the BS that, you know, um, Levy's got to cut when it comes to working with and working with managers that are getting the job done um, when you invest in the right areas. So um, we've seen the success of Van de Ven strength. What Dragunish Dragush Dragushin. Dragushin. I knew it's okay. We'll have, I'll, we're going to, we'll get this one. It's not, we'll, an easy we'll one have it on a, a marker on a board and we'll, Tristan will be like now this way, Andrew. <laughs> draw. Goo shin and I draw like draw and then goo and then shin. Before you um, said, I forgot it. Before you said that again, draw goo shin. Yeah, so I think that this just—I don't think it will be make or break for 
and just future, but it kind of it's what sets you apart from comp- competing at you know the highest level. Obviously, United have all the money in the world, and we spend on who we need, who we want. But we don't have the manager to do that, or like the culture to do that. Tottenham is finding that culture, and that I didn't mean manager; I meant culture. Oh, um, I, I don't know. You already, already came out of your mouth <laughs> right as soon as I heard that, man. I know. I, I, I don't know. I I was looking at Ange's manager, so I heard we don't have the manager, and they went <laughs> bah, 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 bah. no, but the, like the the things all everything's in the right place for Tottenham right now, besides transfers when it comes down to who's really needed, you know, in my opinion, in terms of Levy and the, the walls that he puts up for, for himself and for the managers that he has at his club. So I think that's going to set the difference. Yeah. It is funny that it's Bayern, right? Who are coming in to try and to try and steal this deal. All of a sudden. Yeah. But you know, it's like, and a lot of Spurs fans going, what do we're back? Uh, as I was saying, so everyone, a lot of Tottenham fans are saying, wow, Bayern, really? You know, first you take Kane from us. Now you're trying to take our, our replacement center back. Nobody should be upset at Bayern about this. Do you know who's in the market for a good, affordable, young center back? Every single club on the planet right now. So you can't be mad at Bayern for showing up. By the way, 30 mil, it's like they probably gave Tottenham so much time. They're like, okay, if Spurs still haven't added the extra 500 grand that's needed to get this done by Tuesday, we're going to submit a bid. And that's what's happened now. So right now it's up to Dragushin. I hope he wants to join our project enough, you know, to, to choose us anyway, but I wouldn't, if you're, if you're him, who do you pick in this situation? I guess is how I should put it. It's, it's either Bayern for a little over 30 mil or Spurs for 25 mil plus five mil on add-ons plus Jed Spence on loan. You do get your club more money and pick Bayern, the team that wants to pay more for you or Spurs. I, what do you pick? I'd probably go Spurs. I just because of the one, it's the prem obviously. And then I think the need for him is greater at Spurs right now than it is at Bayern. Cause Bayern had Bayern like has center backs. They have Delit. They have like Upamecano. I know Delit's not in favor with Tuchel, but in the end, I don't yeah, think you're always competing at Bayern. Yeah, I, which honestly, like, could make him a better player because he's always competing against the best talent. But he also could get the reps and the importance of playing in Tottenham right now, who need him desperately. He'll get lost. Yeah. He'll get lost in Bayern, in my opinion. I think that's just how it's set up. If you're not a a top five center back, top seven center back in the world, you're not going to get much playing time. Didn't they or also it's, just it's rare. sign a center back this summer for also, like a lot of money? Also a Tuchel. I believe so. Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Too I guess it. I don't know anything about this dude, so it's like sometimes you can get a read on what type of player is he. Would he rather just be playing in the Champions League, be playing for like a, a historic, worldly club um, that he can win a trophy every season with, or would he rather just go get the time while he's young, earn his stripes, play with a really exciting manager, and be a regular starter? I mean. If I was a player, I'd definitely go to Spurs, but I don't think he necessarily cares about all the business that's being done. He's just going to pick the best situation from for him. Um, and yeah, you better better get cooking on that and making a decision because otherwise, you could have Chelsea swing in for forty five, and then you <laughs> no longer have a decision. <laughs> like that could be gone so quickly. Yeah, easily. Like, this just in: Chelsea have put in a hundred million dollar bid for Dragushin. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's what they did with Caicedo for us. We offered like what, hundred and ten or hundred and five, and then they just like bumped it up to hundred and twenty, and we're like, yeah. "Well, here that's we go." Yeah. That's literally bringing a gun to a knife fight. The definition yeah. of that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's 
it's concerning for sure. And and I'm I, you, the fact that you guys all were sort of in unison that Spurs would be for him a better move. I, it makes me feel a little bit less nervous. It's going to be a sleepless night for me tonight. Wondering if we got this this guy, which I hope works out. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see. And I mean, past that, I, what other teams have been really active in the window in the Premier League? It doesn't really seem like too many other teams are making moves. It feels like it's only Spurs. Am I right in saying that? From like a top 10 perspective, yeah, I think like top 10 teams in the, in the league currently, I think we haven't really seen much transfer news or business being done. United's on, Sancho's on the way out. San, yeah, Sancho's close to being finalized Hopefully. too. Madsen from Chelsea is going to Dortmund. Yeah. The little, I think I didn't know he was Dutch. I wasn't even aware of that. Yeah. The only left back when uh, when the guy with the very long frizzy hair whose name's escaped. Cucurella. Uh, name escapes me. Uh, what's his name? Cucurella. Thank you. And Chilwell are both injured, and then they sell their only other natural <laughs> left back to a different club. Yeah. Chelsea is... Chelsea are also recalling uh, that Brazilian player. Andre Santos. Yeah. Um, I think there's been a lot of loan recalls, honestly. They recalled Fafana, the, their Fafana, too, from... Uh, oh, yeah, the not injury-prone fr- one. Yeah, from Union Berlin. I think they recalled him, too. Uh, Liverpool recalled... Reese uh, Williams and Nat Phillips. Speaking of transfer and, and options. Fabio yeah. Carvalho. Oh, yeah. He's going to go to... I think Hull City is promised in playing time. So I Harry think Maguire. That's where he might Hell, yeah. Up. That's where he went. Hull. Andrew, Andrew Robertson. <laughs> Andy Robertson from Hull, too. Uh, speaking of available transfers, Jesse Lingard's too busy working out and not playing fucking football, according to Paul Scholes. But yeah. he's on the market, so whoever wants him. Did you guys see like that post where it said like he offered himself to Barcelona? Yeah, I saw. <laughs> and, <laughs> pe- and people are going crazy. It's, no, it said... It said uh, Paul Scholes comments on Jesse Lingard's uh, post after he offers himself to Barcelona or something like that's the way the headline was like written. Yeah, dude, uh, Twitter was going crazy. They're like, "Yeah, I offered myself to Dua Lipa, man. <laughs> it's, it's not working out. Yeah, it's not really <laughs> getting heard back yet. I, that's sort of you know, I I I like Jesse Lingard. I've always liked Jesse Lingard, and I. I think he's actually been really popular with the fans. He's kind of a fan favorite streets won't forget guy, which makes him really painful to see that. I I just don't know how much he wants to like be a pro footballer anymore for for me. And maybe this is like the, the normies view, look at it, but like to me, he would want to play, get starting football anywhere he'd go. Like he would go to the championship to get his form again. He'd go like he, he, and it should be saying to his agent, get me a tryout at Sheffield. Get me a tryout. Get me a tryout at a club. That's really struggling where I know I can get some time and just try to, to kick ball. Cause that's what he is, is a footballer. He's not a, sometimes he wants to be an Instagram influencer. And like, I, I do think it's sort of annoying that the crotchety old dudes are always calling out, you know, the, the players who are struggling to find their form again, but, it's like, right? Don't you guys feel the same way about Jeff? Don't you want to see him actually kick ball? Yeah, yeah. I think I think he we'll should want it for spot. himself too. Yeah, I think he's good enough to get a spot. I mean, not Me a hand. too. That's a, yeah. That's also like where you. I mean, the, all these Instagram posts. It's like he he's like becoming that guy that like takes a picture every time he goes to the gym. But then yeah. like you see it so much that it's like. How much does this guy actually work out? Like, yeah. if he just, like he's posting that picture from his couch, and that's like a workout that he did last week, and it was his only workout of the week. Like, how hard are you working? Because you are a talented footballer, and you have the quality to get a starting spot in a team. So it's like, wh- what are we doing? Just not here? Barcelona. And if you're putting all this work in, quote unquote, like it's not paying off if you're not going to play football. And frankly, what else do you have to do at the moment? Like, if you're not pursuing other things other businesses other priorities fashion even like 
I don't know. Like, what what are we doing here, Jesse? Like, it might just be that he needs to like reevaluate some things. But I think he should. I think he should play football, and I think he could definitely fall back in love with it if he has fallen out of love with it. Yeah, just being in a gym training is not like. I feel like it's not it's, mega serious. It's not like it's mega it, intentful. It doesn't seem. It's also like it's a good motivational like piece to. I get. I don't know. I'm not like a mo- motivational speaker or anything, but like the gym can get old quick and then it becomes this old rigmarole of like, I'm still working out doing all this. And it's like all for what, when he could go mm-hmm. make a bunch of money doing football. playing football, what he's good at, you know? Yeah. And I don't even like, I say, I say championship side. I say like, you know, league one side, but I, my bar for him is just to be kicking a ball competitively. If he like went to LAFC, I would, that, that that's great. And I, be I bet he's like, yeah, but it's not that simple. You know, I would get a lot of flack for a move like that. I can't just go to MLS or something, but you know, yeah, like, dude, they'll pay. They'll uh, pay good money. Be enjoying his, himself. His wage demands when he was a free agent, though, he's kind of. I'm, I mean, I'm all about like betting on yourself, but I think he needs to also come down to like realism. Yeah, yeah he was getting paid the most at Nottingham and playing the least amount. Yeah, <laughs> like, couldn't even get yeah. any. Like, and when that whole Saudi thing was kicking off, and he was like, getting, I don't even know if he would have went, but like they were even like, dude, you're offering crazy amount. For, yeah, like, they're, and they're paying a lot. So, what do you think he's? I don't know. Yeah, the, the golden talent of Zach Steffen can go from the Premier League <laughs> treble winning city to the Colorado Rapids. I think Jesse can turn over a leaf, you know. Get well, and I, and I agree, Jay. I like that he is like, no, I can still kick ball at a high level. That's fine if he, if he if that's his his attitude moving forward. But the way to do that isn't to get your agent to reach out to Barcelona say sign this guy I represent. You, you got to do that by going to a smaller club. You got to do that by showing like okay if you think you can play for Barcelona, a lot of people in that lineup would go to the championship and look really really good. Can you go to the championship and look really really good? Can you go to Sheffield and look good enough to where you'd want a team like Barcelona to buy you? It's just. I don't know. Work out all you want. That's great to even take pictures of it. If that's, what's going to make you happy. But like at the end of the day, this, that's the stepping stone. Isn't Instagram gym picks, Barcelona starting line. It's <laughs> Instagram gym picks, Sheffield United ball out, maybe met, you know, and then, and then at that point if Barcelona are still in, in need, you can give them a shout, but I don't know, not to be too tough on them. Cause I know the media has been pretty tough on them, but yeah, you yeah. got to You got to hold them to some standard. I mean, he was banging in goals for West Ham not that long ago. But time. we move on to the team of the season, which if you haven't seen that, please peep our Instagram to uh, see look who at it came out the best. Yeah, you, Connor's pretty, pretty comfortable. He thinks that he had the best team by far. Easily. I think it was already nominated by one of our followers. I think I had the best lineup. To be honest, Andrew so has, like, the best I don't care which of you goes first, but but <laughs> tell me, tell me one, <laughs> one, one, one shout you had in the starting lineup that maybe you knew you'd get some flack for and one that you're especially proud of or say whatever you want about your team. It's your team. You're the coach. I'm going to go with uh, Solanke, I think, would get hate because why, why is it Holland? Because it's not Holland because Holland gets so much service he has so much more to work with. He's a great striker. He can finish so many goals. He had so many goals last season, but you're looking at a player like Solanke, who's had more cards stacked against him as a player, has had tougher runs of form, um, has like has, has had bad spells at Chelsea, at Liverpool. Um, just hasn't worked out, but this season he's gotten 12 goals, third in the league for goals, I think, or fourth. Uh, I think it's fourth. Um, and in a Bournemouth side that literally had, I think I had them in, rele- in the relegation spot. So, um yeah, I think he's been an outlet player for them. And, I mean, to be up there at this point in the season, du- double digits by January is very impressive in in, in the Premier League. So, um, 
for me, that's a shout that I think would get hate, but I just proved why it's not. So, so I can, no, I can get you I on like record that. saying Solanke is better than Holland. No, I'm not saying that at all. You little, little <laughs> so rat. You Andrew, your team or Andrew, do you, not? you know who? What who I stepped out on me and and you're, who stood out to me? Not stepped out on me. Lamina stepped out on. Oh, me. actually, maybe Robinson. Uh, <laughs> Robinson's a good pick, but Lamina I liked a lot because it wasn't really until I saw his name on on your on your team I was like, oh man, he's actually been really really good this season. I thought I thought Lamina was a great shout. What he's, about his game? I mean, just sturdy. United yeah, need a guy like that. I just think he's a player that he's he's had like runs with like big clubs, Juventus in particular, and he's someone that. Has has easily gone under the radar this season. Wolves in general have gone under the radar. Obviously, people know they're firing, but it's still one of those teams that people are like, "Wait, they are getting wins and they're beating good sides." Um, Lamina is a huge part of that. Um, an older player, but brings a lot of experience to to the Wolverhampton side. And um, his brother is actually making a move potentially to the the team from yeah. PSG. So I think. Yeah, I think he's a player that's just been super consistent, Mr. Consistent, something you need in a team like Wolves um, and in any team in the Premier League. So, yeah, to me, he's been an easy shout and someone that I wanted to go with that was less obvious. So, I love it. Jay, Who? Uh, Jay, I liked your side as well. I'd give you definitely props for, for throwing Pedro Neto in there. What, uh, what, was, what was going on in your mind putting this team together? Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure mine's pretty, pretty standard. Uh I think you could go with either Vicario or Allison in goal. Um, Vicario definitely is, has a little bit more pizzazz because he's the new guy, but you know Allison's been doing it for years. So if you put him there, <laughs> like it's obvious. <laughs> but uh, honestly, like I think my two that I really liked were Douglas Louise and definitely Pedro Neto. I know Pedro Neto was has been injured recently. I think he's been on the bench the last few games, but. He's, I mean, he's kind of, oh, he's kind of injury prone. He's very injury prone. He tore his ACL a year, a year ago or two years ago, so he yeah. was out for a while. But um, he was linked with a few clubs in January too, so I would have been curious to see if he had ended up going. You know, if he had stayed healthy. But I know. I mean, I mean, he. I just like the way he plays. I mean, he's he's so fast, it's, mm-hmm. and at the speed that he runs, he can still perform like three or four step overs. So I just. I just like the way he plays, and he, I think he's like third or fourth in assists. I think he has six. Which was it, six or eight? I think Mo has eight right now. So, so it's I like think, so, so it's like six. But Mo didn't get there until like last week or something. Yeah. Like Neto <laughs> had been the leading assister without playing for the last like two months. And uh, not to change my list, but someone I could replace Neto with would also be Huang Hichon. Oh, I'm so glad, my man. I'm so glad you said that. I just made a note saying, "Wow, I didn't see him on anyone's team, and he actually could have, would have been a good pick, I think, for these. He's been, he's been fantastic. I yeah, mean, Mateus I'm, Cunha too is. He's. I mean, their their three their attackers are pretty much in hot form. Other other than Solanke, like in that lower mid table tier, like they're firing red hot. So you can pick any of them, but that's my uh, pick. I will say, going through, Connor, before you start, we did all have the same exact center backs and right back. Maybe we had all the same across the the front at some point, but we did all have Van Dyke, Saliba, and Alexander-Arnold. But, Connor, have the floor. Tell me. You're you're the most confident mm-hmm. in your team, it sounds like. So so back that up for me. Explain your Dan Byrne premise here. Yeah, so um, obviously I'm, my side, if you go check out the post, is the only one that's in a 4-2-4. 
So a bit of a new look formation. Some may say I'm just like selling out so I can get two strikers in the squad. But I did make a sacrifice at left back. I would say left back in making this team. I don't know if you guys ran into the same situation. Left back was the one position that I felt was most up for grabs where I was like, you know, I kind of got to, I got to do some research here of like who I could pick. There's been a lot of injuries in left back. Yeah. Cause like Estupion was the left back of the season last year, but he was Mm -hmm. obviously down for a while and it looks like he'll be coming back in red hot form. But Newcastle haven't been great, but I think Dan Byrne has been really great across the back line um, for as much as he's been healthy. I know against Liverpool, Salah was having a very difficult time with him, so that's why I put him in the side just because I think he's such a quality defender. But the versatility that comes with my team in this 4-2-4 and having Dan Byrne at left back is I can quickly invert Trent at right back then we become. This ain't, this ain't yeah, about yeah, what the yeah, assist yeah, is about. Yeah, the best yeah, players, yeah, the best yeah, positions. Yeah, this yeah. is the best. The best team that you can assemble on a pitch at this point in the season. Is, no, 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 no. You're getting too Why are we doing tactics? If we want to get into the weeds about it. You said you picked no, this player just because they weren't no. the popular pick. That's why. That's, that's not why true. You, that's, you just said that. No, because he's doing. He can do a lot with a little. And what is he going to do with a lot? Oh, you're picking like a thirteenth. What is he going to do with a lot? A lot to have the <laughs> a best lot more. Player. If he's going to do it, you're picking wolves out of just empathy because they don't get a shout for having the best players in the league. If they had the best players in the league, they'd be top five in you the league. You picked Dan fucking Burn, dude. Yeah, Newcastle's still he's been higher than wolves. average all season long. Their defense has been shambles. Who has more goals than Solanke? Ollie Watkins, Erling Holland. What? No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. Ollie Watkins? Ollie Watkins has a I lot of goals. I think Watkins might be behind. No, he's behind Solanke. Solanke. He has more assists. Okay. We're I talking think, about uh, goals here, bro. Okay, goals and assists. Goal contributions. What do, goal, what do strikers do? Solanke it's has still, 12 it's, it's goals. to me. Like, Not even 11 from Ollie Watkins. Oh, player. double digits, though. Solanke's we, been the better player. Oh, yeah, but what puts a lot less in? With a lot less. Who's second in the what table? A, okay. With a lot less. With a lot less, yes. A lot less. Doesn't make him a better player, bro. If he was a good player, he'd play for the best teams. That's just so not true. Couldn't make it oh at the big teams. He couldn't play for Chelsea, bro. You're just upset because he didn't make it with Liverpool because your team is con- I know couldn't develop him. All of you. You couldn't even say that Solanke's a better player than Holland. So why is Holland not in your team? Because I wanted to pick a player that's doing a lot more with a lot less. Oh, yeah. No, not a popular player. So he's, so not he's, the better he's, player. He's been a more versatile player than Holland's been all season long. Well, who's the better player? This season, I'd say Solanke's been better than Holland. Oh, now he changes his argument just to make his point. Here we go. What do you mean? I'm not changing my argument. List the best midfielders in the Premier League. What? Top 10. You're, what you're, are you talking about? Your Wolves right midfielder I'm doesn't even, I don't player. even know his name, I'm bro. I'm picking a player that has, has done more this season with less, so he's a better what player. What has Lamina done? I'm talking about Solanke. Oh, hey, what is the like same now. argument? Connor, you can't why are you being such a hater? Yeah, he's hating on my pick. Yeah, because you're talking about inverting fullbacks to be a setup. We're talking. And you're, about, you're picking about. No, un, you're picking no, unpopular picks for no. your team Look, of the I season when that's not how this works. <laughs> Tristan, you go. I still have Man. to go, guys. Come on, I still got to talk about my team. Get out uh, of here. Also, I also went Solanke. I mean, and for for a lot of those same 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 points, it's well, it's kind of like going Allison. Like I guess Holland is difficult to argue with because he's still the league leader in goals. But I went Solanke because I feel like he's been a little bit more creative in the front. Been he's just been more important to Bournemouth, who have actually looked pretty good this season. Um, yeah, again, back four is looking the same. I do want to bring up Udogi. I'm glad I wasn't the only one who picked him. Jay, shout out to you <laughs> for also throwing destiny on the list. I was kind of hoping you'd bring up why, but um, 
I mean, I think he's been pretty fantastic. And I, and I saw like Alan, he was in Alan Shearer's team of the season so far. There's a few big time pundits, whether or not you agree with them. Cole Palmer. had Udogi in that list. So I'm like, <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised by that. It, do you guys think he deserves it at least? Could you see why it could be a shout? 100%. I mean, he came from, I think it's hard. There's just a running thing with adjusting from the Syria and coming to the Prem. But I think, I, I don't know if he would have adjusted as well if, like it wasn't Ange's manager, like not to like get like plays <laughs> Ange, but I'm just saying like he definitely picked the right manager to come into. Like I don't know if like because he was bought by Mourinho. Am I wrong? He was a Conte by actually Conte. Paratici, sorry, sorry. Conte. I, yeah, yeah. So like I don't know like like he could have like if he went in with Conte and he had a bad game, he could have had the same route as Jed Spence and he was just in the wind right now. Like. I, I do think he came in at a right time, and I think he's developed just the right way. So Yeah, I, th- I think he's been good, too. I mean, I don't think he's like the seasoned outside back that you yeah, look yeah, for. Yeah, he's only been here three, what, three months? And still has, yeah. I think he still has more to prove, but I, th- I do think Tottenham's place in the table and being that he's been one of the most consistent players in that team. Andrew, you hear that place in the table? Um, but, yeah, that's why I think Adogi <laughs> could be a good shout for left back. Not the route I went, but. I did go Alexander Arnold, but part of me did because I knew you guys all would. I was like, I should probably go Pedro Porro, who I do think has or would would be like not the worst shout. Like it's it's probably Trent. Yeah, that's why I put him down there. But he was also a guy I wanted to shout as like a potential, you know, guy we could have slid in there. But the fact that uh, we had multiple, I think Udogis, that one's been a little bit more recent though. Like obviously, well, like recency bias goals. Yeah, he when he was like attempting those like fifty yarders in the first like four games this season, I was like, "What is this guy on?" Hey, they're going he, in they're now. In the post game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, that's true. And then the FA Cup, I remember Brennan Johnson. He was talking to Brennan Johnson and Pedro Porro, and he, and Brennan was like, "Yeah, he misses a lot of them in training, but he hits a few of them." Like, <laughs> that's definitely how it is Damn. in the game because he has put some out of the stadium, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always fun. I mean, what what'll be more fun is to see who would have made this. Who will still be on this list at the end of the season? It'll be a fun, uh, fun way to compare them. But fellas, that's the agenda tonight. As always, it's a pleasure. Looking forward to uh, to seeing you guys in a few days. Of course, exciting. Yeah. Glad we ended on that note. Yeah, Una yeah. is my manager. Also, <laughs> nah. Oh, should we do manager? I didn't do, do manager. manager. He's gonna manage my side. That's just wait. They're not. How it is. They're not number one. You gotta put Pep there. You gotta put Klopp there. They're number two. You gotta put yeah, Klopp there. Place in the table. No, push, he's doing more with less. Place, Andrew, place he's in the doing more place, with less. Place in the table. Place in the table. He's doing Jay, who's your coach? That's what I want to know. You're a joke, uh, mate. He's gonna be company, <laughs> dude. Jesus. Uh, probably Ange. Yes, Jay's my god, dude. All season, Jay's gonna be my guy who has my back when I pick delusional Spurs picks. But tell me why. You're gonna go against Unai, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I I'd be messing with Unai, but I mean, Andrews mm. was at three months. Was it two months in a row? Three months in a row? Manager of the season. Jay, he's kind of fifth place. Right? I mean, he's fifth place, but it's. I mean, it's not his fault. It's his first month in the. It's Fair. his. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Good evening has been has been in the prem before, and guess what happened to him? He got fired. So yeah, I think I still think Ange. we're gonna find out about Villa, and that maybe that's just yeah. me trying to like put that into existence. I do not think they will finish the season in the top four. I don't know if they'll finish in the top six. Uh, maybe that's a shout right now. But I love what Unai's doing. But for me, the turnaround both success of new players he's brought in along with the complete turnaround of playing style and where we are in the table, despite the hardships, he's kind of checked 
literally every single category you could ask for a manager. I know it's the first half of the season. A lot could happen down the road, but that's why I'd pick him for the time being. I feel like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan, obviously, but I think he's I think he's well earned it, honestly. I'm going to go Unai also. I thought he was going to go Gary. I was gonna, I was thinking Gary. <laughs> I was also I was also all, only been incredible. Only, only because also because he's been what he's done for Wolves. Also, he set a uh, like a five aside or like eleven aside with like the U eights and like the first team players, and it he, was like awesome. He also came in at like the last like he got the sack at like the last minute from Bournemouth. Right? Bournemouth, yeah, yeah. He saved them and then they sacked them. Yeah, yeah. football. As a funny way of bringing justice to managers who are sacked harshly, because Unai has a couple wins over Arsenal at this point. Gary O'Neill has a win over Bournemouth. It's always like the low is the low, but I feel like football always gives you a chance to come back and beat the shit out of your old team, even if like the, there's no bad blood. Like I don't think Gary O'Neill is like talking bad about Bournemouth, but you know it felt good beating them. Like it has oh, to. Oh yeah, I know, but Bournemouth is still doing pretty. They are good, yeah. yeah. It looks like Their manager's good, too. E- yeah. Iriola, I think his name is. You could say he would be we were Marco Silva at Fulham. Yeah, we were. We were skeptical. Yeah, I would say we, I mean Connor was. I was also skeptical. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> Came from La Liga. That's why I have Spanish Iriola. Um, That's episode, you're right, Tristan and everyone else, 189. Um, yeah. 189. We'll see you all very soon.